Hey, kiss me where the sun doesn't shine. Is that possible? Really? We used to say that to each other as kids when we were playing kick the can in the neighborhood and someone said something derogatory to somebody else. But is it actually possible to be kissed where the sun doesn't shine? That's next on this episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal podcast. Brrr, oh, greetings, salutations. Yes, I'm alive. I have not perished, even though I spent last Sunday in the emergency room. That's a story for later on in this latest episode of this, the Gratitude Journal podcast. The podcast, I believe, that's airing its first episode of 2023. The podcast that needs to get off its ass and start showing more gratitude. The podcast that already made a New Year's resolution to be more active and obviously has already broken it. The podcast otherwise designed to hopefully help me, the host, Matthew, and you, the grateful listeners, how to exemplify more gratitude and to grasp on to more gratitude and to be active, much more active than me, in finding ways throughout the daily course of our lives to appreciate the things that we already have and maybe start uh, the process of stopping grasping for even more things. And that's been a very tough thing for me to do. And hopefully this podcast has been a kind of a resource for me and maybe some things that we discuss on this podcast can be a resource for you too. Hello there. Uh, I am alive. I am uh, relatively uh, well, uh, even though I have been experiencing this weird lightheadedness. Now, I remember really experiencing it during the summer, during my sort of Sunday morning walks and it uh, sort of manifested itself with even um, with even greater uh, impact over the course of the past month or so. So much so that um, you know, throughout the latter portion of uh, autumn, I had been seeing a hematologist who, interestingly enough, is also an oncologist. And so, you know, because of this sort of chronic white blood cell count that's lower than normal. And this doctor's inability to discover why after myriad of blood tests, um, he finally concluded, you know what? You need a bone marrow biopsy so that I can get some additional data about this kind of wooziness that you've been experiencing. Because I do have an underactive thyroid. It's really the only medication that I take. And at almost 63 years of age, uh, I think that's pretty good. I've always sort of prided myself on taking, you know, the least amount of medications as possible. But this one has flummoxed him so much so that when he got the results back, basically saying there's really nothing wrong with your bone marrow because, you know, he's worried about leukemia and something called uh, MDS. Uh, so I spent, you know, a whole month reading up on that and, you know, kind of freaking myself out about it. And things kind of showed up relatively normal. So he's like, okay, so let's move on to another body group that you need to look at. So let's go cardiac wise. 
So tomorrow, yours truly is doing a stress test. That's how I will start off my day tomorrow. And the thing that pisses me off most about having a stress test at 8 o'clock in the morning is that I can't have coffee. And I don't like to not start my day without my big cup of water and then my big cup of coffee beans, which I purchased green beans that I roasted myself, carefully weighed out on my kitchen scale with the correct amount of water and enjoying, you know, that alone time in the morning. So I'll have to give that up in favor of a stress test. But you know what? The quest to find out why I'm lightheaded goes on. It's no secret to people who live in this part of the country in Northeast Ohio that we're at that critical time of the year. It's the time of year that you have had a chance to sort of slide under the rug, especially during the holidays, because it's the holidays and who cares if it's cold and it's snowing. I mean, the lights are twinkling. People are relatively in better moods than they are normally throughout the year, especially during the holidays. But once the holidays and then it sinks in, we have to go through January and we have to go through February. And these are the dark months, you know, the months where the days are short. The evenings are chilly and cold and we've experienced a couple of Alberta clippers. And so, you know, it's also a time in this part of the world, especially in Northeast Ohio, and I would include Western Pennsylvania after having lived in Pittsburgh for five years. I can attest that, you know, the weather patterns are relatively similar, maybe a little less lake effect, that we just don't have a lot of sun. It just doesn't make its presence known. Now, yesterday, coincidentally, it was wall-to-wall sunshine, as the meteorologists like to say. Blue skies, nothing in the clouds. There weren't any Chinese weather balloons that I could see. It was clear as a bell. It was beautiful, but it was just frosty, chilly, cold. But the sun was shining. And so Don and I were kind of driving around in the car doing some errands. And I said, you know, really, I'm enjoying this drive, even though, you know, I'm wearing a sweater and a hoodie and a, you know, a a ski cap because the sun just makes all the difference. And we both agreed. She had her sunglasses on. We cranked up the tunes on Apple Music because I finagled a deal with a consumer cellular to get unlimited data so I didn't have to worry about it. And we were just rocking and rolling, just, you know, visiting a couple of places, running some errands, listening to music, all because the sun was shining. But we are so used to just not having any sun. And so on a day like yesterday, you have to kind of make your peace with it and just be grateful that you've been given this amount of sunshine. Now, for people who grow up out west and certain places in the south where the sun just seems to shine more than normal places get sunshine, you probably get into the habit of just expecting 300 days of sunshine. That might not happen maybe in Tennessee or Virginia, but they certainly get a lot more sunshine than we do here in Northeast Ohio. And there's a situation about that where I think with any 
place that you live and take for granted the things that are around you, you probably don't appreciate it. I remember one of the first times that I visited Denver, I was staying at a hotel and I was kind of walking to the front lobby to ask for uh, for something. And it was the morning and in the front of the lobby was all glassed, you know, just glass. And you could see, you know, to the West, just this almost never ending line of Rocky Mountains. I mean, I really, I stopped dead on my tracks and I was, my jaw hit the ground. I was like, oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. And so I got to the counter and I said to the woman behind the counter, I can't believe you get to wake up every day and see these mountains. And she looked at me, you know, like I had scorpions kind of crawling out of my ears. Like she shrugged and went, yeah, I guess. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, you know, you really need to appreciate this. And I think that's probably the case for many of us. You know, we are accustomed to being surrounded by the things that we encounter every day and we develop a kind of numbness to these things, I think. And it can be weather related. It can be people related. It can be the fact that maybe you have an incredible job that you go to every day and you're like, oh, it's only Thursday. I got one more day. When in reality, maybe somebody else would be like, wow, I can't believe like you have a full time job and you get paid X amount of dollars and you get health care. That's that's amazing. That's that's incredible. I wish that could happen to me. And I think, you know, it's sort of a never ending cycle that we kind of put ourselves through. But in the case of sunshine, we just don't get enough of it. And so we are prone here to, you know, go outside with limited outerwear when the temperature hits the mid 50s, you know, kind of mid to late March or early April. Where normal people who get a lot of sunshine, maybe in the Southeast, would go, wait a minute, you went outside at 50 degrees without a coat? Heck yeah, man. You know, we have been cooped up in the house for this long, but we don't appreciate, you know, the things that are around us all the time. And so one of our errands yesterday during this incredibly sunny day, was to visit my parents. Now, my parents are 93 years old. They live in assisted living, sort of an apartment. And so we have to wear our masks and we get inside the building. We go up to their room and we go and sit with them for about an hour, an hour and a half. And I try to do that on Saturday afternoons. And it's kind of like Groundhog Day, really, in a way, because, you know, my parents, I mean, they talk about the same things all the time and they recount the same things all the time. And, you know, Donna and I are kind of listening, you know, to these conversations occurring and we kind of look at each other as my mom is kind of recounting the same things and we kind of, you know, smile at each other and we go back to nodding. And then I've kept thinking to myself, you know, there are so many people who don't have their parents to recount the same story over and over and over again. And have I truly appreciated this? enough has this little ray of sunshine that i get to enjoy every saturday afternoon have i truly appreciated this enough and i guess essentially my answer is no i am just as guilty as that young lady behind the counter at the hotel who simply is surrounded by these 
you know, this phenomenon all the time and simply can't appreciate it. And every week I get to travel down and listen to my dad tell the same story about this guy he used to go to school with who jumped off the stage to enter the basketball game and ended up breaking his leg. And I mean, it's one of many stories that even for a while I was trying to capture on my cell phone just to have them. And I do have them on a hard drive. And uh, I mean, I'm fortunate that I have had the luxury of, you know, of saving those stories. But to me, this is being, (laughs) this is being kissed where the sun doesn't shine sometimes because we can't appreciate the things around us all the time. We're kind of in the dark. And sometimes we just need this little speckle of light, I think, to remind us kind of where we are and who we are. And the downside to this is that I'm embarrassed sometimes when my mom launches into kind of the same story or she asks Donna for the like ninth time while we're there. Um, Donna, when you're doing art, do you know what you want to do beforehand or do you just go ahead and do it? And it's kind of a joke when we leave that we kind of share that between ourselves. But my mother's fascinated with Donna and her art because my mom has some artistic ability. And, uh, but broadly speaking, this is a situation where I need to be more appreciative and more grateful for this little speck of sunshine that I get to have. Speaking of my mother and her appreciation for things. One of the things we bring for her a lot is just fudge. You know, I think I've mentioned this on previous podcasts that Donna's made this fudge for years and years and years, and she finally taught me how to do it. And I think I'm getting pretty good at it. And we, over the holidays, made a video for some family members about how to make the fudge for themselves, because as the bills rack up by sending fudge, which on the average, depending on how heavy that little container is and whatever mood the post office is in that particular day, you know, the bill can be anywhere like seven to $10. And so when you're mailing, you know, 20 of these or more, obviously during the holidays that adds up and then it doesn't even count the fudge that we mail out throughout the year. So for those, you know, nephews or nieces or grandkids who are perfectly capable of standing behind a stove and making fudge themselves, I said to Donna, hey, next year, we're not doing this. I mean, just not spending all this money for Christmas, you know, setting aside seven, eight, nine hundred dollars throughout the year to spend on Christmas stuff. I'm just not doing it. I don't have the money and the money can be better spent towards, I don't know, craft beer, you know, or taking a trip somewhere. Let's teach them how to make the fudge. And so uh, I bring that up because we bring fudge to my mom. And almost invariably, you know, she says, oh, get me a knife out there. And she starts eating it. She'll like half the container. Oh. So because I had made this particular batch of fudge, I said to her, hey, how do you like the fudge? And she's munching away and she goes, she swallows and she says, actions are better than words. <laughs> and we just both just like fell out of our chairs laughing. and. That was just like, to me, something that went hand in hand with this, you know, brilliant sunny day, this, you know, wonderful ray of sunshine in that moment. And 
for that, I'm really, really grateful. I've often said to friends of mine, the very few friends that I have, that I do, while I appreciate the modern conveniences that we have at our disposal, you know, all of the social media platforms and the fact that, you know, we can text something, text something and receive it immediately, or the fact that somebody can pay me for services rendered through Venmo, I guess that's good that I can get that immediately. I mean, I'm appreciative of those things, but I think in some ways they're just not better than sometimes the way things used to be. Now, that puts me in the category of old fuddy-duddy, and I get it. I get it. But I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, the times when we taught at Mansfield Business College, where Donna, uh, Donna and I met, you know, there we had a reception. It's like a real live person. And I work, you know, for the public school system. And, you know, most of the time during the day, there's nobody at our front desk. I mean, somebody hears the phone ring. They're running down the hall trying to answer it. We just don't have the budget for that. And a lot of businesses just don't have that person. But in, in the old days, we had a receptionist. And, you know, it was her job to take care of those things. And, 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 you know, she did, uh, her name was Nancy and she did like a phenomenal job and she would do these little things with phone messages. You remember the tablet with the pink pieces of paper that you would put a phone message on and, and she did this brilliant thing. She would write the name of the message who it was intended for whom it was intended. And she would write the message. And so nobody else saw what the message was. She would fold the message up under your name, crease it, and then turn it around so that when you came in, there was just this lineup of pink messages and you went over to see if your name had a message. I mean, it was really quite brilliant. And that was really the first time that uh, I was called Sir Matthew because she would actually put that at the top of my phone message. And to this day, after a long broadcast career, there are still people who call me that based on this phone message. I bring the phone message up because I personally feel like, like I sent my niece a text this morning. I'm recording this on February 5th. It's Olivia's birthday. That is my youngest brother, Patrick's daughter. And she's brilliant. She's wonderful. And she's beautiful. And this is her birthday today. And so I sent her a text and she was appreciative of that. But I often said to Donna and to other folks, you know, I personally, I like getting a card. And like my friend Ginny sends cards and has sent a card to me every year since we've known each other both for my birthday and now for our anniversary. It's just a thing she does. She sends cards to everybody. And it's a habit that I've tried to get into because I really think that people enjoy that one-on-one -on -one thing where they get something in the mail, they open up the mailbox, there is something addressed to them. It beats a text every time. It beats an email every time, I feel. And I have tried to send cards to my nieces, nephews, you know, grandchildren in the mail so that they get it. And really, not everybody, but I've always gotten a, a lot of response about that card. Like, hey, Uncle Matthew, thank you for that card. Because, like, nobody sends a card anymore. And 
the one of the things that I really enjoy about sending a card is finding a card. And sometimes when I'm at the grocery market and I look at my phone and I say, oh, so-and-so's birthday is coming up. Let's see what they have in the way of cards. Now, cards are expensive. And a lot of times I can't satisfy this need to send the perfect card. But I feel like getting a card that says something about you is one of those being kissed by sunshine. You know, like maybe you're having a dark day. Maybe your day is bad. Maybe you've had a bad period or a bad stretch. And, you know, getting that card might be, not saying it will be, might be that thing that maybe just lifts you out just a little bit. Like somebody took the time. So when somebody sends me a card, I'm just very appreciative of the fact that they would take the time to do that. My Aunt Mary in West Virginia will send us a card several times during the year. And when we get the card, we're both just so excited. She cuts up these little cartoons from like, you know, the New York Times or wherever she gets her news. And so when we open the card, all these little things spill out, you know, all over over the uh, table. And Donna will spend the afternoon looking through these over and over again. And uh, it's just an exciting little ray of sunshine, sometimes in an otherwise gloomy day. And so I mentioned looking for the cards because I sent a card a couple of weeks ago to a nephew and the card had a picture of a gorilla on the front and inside uh, the words were something to the effect like, "Uh, man, you got to quit showing off so much awesome. And at the time, like right now, it makes me chuckle. But when I first read it, I was laughing like a hyena right there in the supermarket. And I recall various times being at a drugstore, going through the card so I could laugh like that just because you find a card that just does it. And as soon as you do that, like you think, that's the card. That's the card I'm going to buy. I know it costs $4.99. Cards are expensive. And you're not always going to find, you know, that kind of a card at a Dollar General, you know, two cards for a buck, which is normally where I shop for cards. But I feel like going to the card aisle It's just one of those things that I'm grateful to have the opportunity from time to time to do because, A, it provides a little ray of sunshine for me knowing that maybe, hopefully, it provides a little ray of sunshine for somebody else. Probably something I would reserve for a later time broadcast, a later podcast, uh, a later episode, is this kind of dark night of the soul, midnight of the soul, kind of a weird place that I am right now, theologically and spiritually. And, you know, uh, it's probably not something I want to go into in this episode, but it's just something that I've felt for the past couple of years off and on, more uh, on than off. And One of the things that I've had issues with is just, you know, my religious upbringing and how that fits in and just a lot of questions. And at the same time, realizing that, you know, I think I have a a spiritual makeup. Uh, I'm certainly not as dedicated as some of my other friends, but it's something that I recognize in myself. It's something that I know that I need to feed more. And uh, I'm just not sure how to do it. 
And so I'm sort of at a comfort level with that to a certain extent. But the other part of me feels just a lot of guilt. And again, I probably will reserve this for another time. But I will say that one of the things that helps me, one of the little rays of sunshine that kind of gets me past what I consider to be a kind of a, you know, midnight of the soul are these walks that I go on, especially on Sundays after I've kind of read the paper. And it's just sort of a meditative walk that I really enjoy, a sort of time to be contemplative and to just ponder and ask questions and think about things and think about past people who I've loved and and try to amass a game plan for the week or the day even, or the morning even, and just be at one with my self. And I know that sounds trite, but I, I just really look forward to it. And in a way, those walks really have sort of been church to me. And I, I've been a just I've just been a horrendous Catholic, you know, I've just been a horrendous Christian from, you know, pure standpoint of just, you know, following all the mandates and the rules and, you know, reflecting my upbringing. And it's just, it's an ugly mess that requires uh, a much longer podcast than this one. But I will say this, that even this morning, when the sun was out and I'm looking up through my glass block window here in the basement layer, and I'm realizing that it's pretty overcast again, as is normally the case. But during that walk this morning, the sun was out and really aside from it being fairly breezy, making it colder than what it would seem to appear, the weather was relatively okay. And I was walking along thinking to myself, you know, this walk is really kind of a ray of sunshine. Like I've, I've sort of been kissed where the sun doesn't shine (laughs) in a weird way. And I'm grateful for that. I'm just, even though I'm lightheaded during this walk lately and I will walk past, like someone will have a, you know, a split rail fence or an I, you know, a gate. I don't have to sort of hold on to it sometimes. It's just this kind of wave that kind of comes over me. I still feel like there is value in making this a part of my especially weekend routine because my week is filled with so many routines. Just like checking things off the list and just making sure that, you know, the Google calendar has been satiated. And I hopefully will not get to the point where I feel like that walk is something that also needs to be regimented to the point where I'm not getting enjoyment or I'm not getting a little speck of sunshine. So hopefully in your world, even amidst the fact that, you know, it's good exercise, that uh, you are also experiencing like... I guess these little rays of sunshine in an otherwise dark period. And I hope that you can find gratitude, you know, in these small spaces of light. And I know that I have had a lot of issues finding those so far this year. I know it's early in 2023. I should be overjoyed doing cartwheels, you know, because, you know, it's a new year and new beginnings. And I've just never really felt all that much like that. 
being a slightly glass, glass half-empty kind of guy. But I'm trying. And I guess knowing that the attempt is valid and relevant makes me feel grateful for that. And I hope the same is happening for you. So anyway, you know, there it is. I, um, you know, have been in therapy talking, you know, to somebody, uh, you know, just about my current overall uh, place in the world. I know there's a German word for that. The name escapes me. And uh, so that's good. You know, I I finally wanted to move into that uh, area. And as people would say, what are you doing for you? You know, how how are you experiencing your self-care? And I'm like, yeah, right. Who has time for that? And I realized that I have to make time for that. Like that has to be important, like an important thing. And so I'm trying to make some headway in that. Uh, But uh, here's hoping that you are, first of all, not lightheaded like me. It sucks. It's really bad. It's not really even dizzy. It's just feels like my head weighs like 50 pounds more than what it normally does. And so hopefully it's not heart related. And I'll know more during my stress test tomorrow. And then we'll move on to the cranial area, I guess. If I can get health care approval to have a CAT scan done, we'll see if there's some big thing sitting in my brain somewhere. Who knows? I mean, it's got to be something. You know, people aren't lightheaded for no reason. So at least we know right now it's probably not leukemia. And uh, we're going to move on to the other areas. So. Sorry to bring up bad things like leukemia and everything else, but let's find, let's find some sun in otherwise dark places and let's do it together. So welcome back to 2023. Here's hoping things are awesome in your world or at least bearable during this early portion of 2023. And I thank you for downloading and listening to another episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast.